Welcome to the Startup Conviction Podcast, where I interview early stage founders about their startup's value proposition and the strength of their conviction. I'm your host, Darian Parrish, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. We have Pierre, the founder of Yayan. Pierre, thank you for joining. Could you tell the listeners what Yayan is and why you're passionate about this mission? Absolutely. And, and thank you so much for having me. So Yayin is actually the ancient Greek Hebrew word for wine, believed to be the very, very first word for wine. And what we seek to do is help you, the customer, find your perfect bottle of wine for your perfect moment. And we do that using a distributed inventory system and artificial intelligence to find you the right bottle for your perfect moment. Great. And uh, I think everyone can, you know, really want to believe that they can get the right, you know, wine for them. Maybe what do you say to the folks that um, have been, you know, having a challenge with this in the past? Um, you know, why, why is this going to be, you know, so much more convenient or, or better at understanding what their tastes are? It's a really good question. So first, we have to look at basic human behavior, right? Why do you choose the wine that you choose now? Um, so 78% of customers choose wine based upon brand awareness. Have I ever heard of it before? Or the aesthetic of the bottle, right? Is the label pretty? So almost 80% of people choose quite literally a book by its cover when it comes to wine, which is a pretty silly way of choosing a beverage. And then the other way that they do it is by looking at ratings, right? They go, oh, well, this one's rated this many points or that many points. And so it, this person knows more than me. So thus it must be good. But we find that's pretty disingenuous, right? I mean, flavors are very wildly, preferences very wildly from person to person. So, so why would one person's opinion on a particular bottle of wine have anything to do with you and what you need that wine for, right? So there's actually a lot to unpack there. But how we do it and provide you with bespoke ratings that actually match you is we use artificial intelligence and science, frankly, to create objective results. So how do we do that? We send off each bottle of wine to a laboratory in San Luis Obispo, California. It is tested for various chemical compounds that we know represent key flavors within the bottle of wine. So think flavors like salt, sweet, bitter, sour, cherry actually is really easy to identify. We then assign a numerical value to how much or how little that chemical is present within that particular bottle of wine. Then using some Cal Poly data scientists, we ask you, the customer, a series of non-wine related questions. This is really key. You don't have to know anything about wine in order to answer these. Things like, do you like the taste of black coffee? Do you enjoy the smell? of fresh cut mushrooms. Remember that taste is 70% olfactory. And using that data, the artificial intelligence then finds you and pairs you with the perfect bottle of wine. And we, we call it our Y score. So you have a 93% match to that bottle of wine, a 71% match to that bottle of wine. And now you as the customer 
are now agnostic to how pretty the bottle looks. You don't care what the brand is. Um, and you're also a lot less um, sensitive to, to price, right? Now you're not just shopping because it's expensive or because it's affordable. Now you're really shopping because it fits your needs within your budget. So it's a much more accurate and scalable way of getting you recommendations. Wow, that that's quite phenomenal. And I think personalization has been a big trend lately. And I think it, it has yet to really make its way into the food and beverage industry. Uh, what, what was the sort of foundation for this idea? How did you identify the problem and decide that this is something you wanted to work on? Uh, certainly. So I'm, I've been a big wine guy for a long time. And I was fortunate enough to live in Northern California in wine country and built relationships within the wine industry at all levels from the manufacturer, you know, the, the vineyards, the blenders, um, to sommeliers and distributors, right? So every facet of the business. And how it came about is my, my wife and I had gone out to a really nice dinner for our anniversary. And you have to remember at this time, I've since wisened up, but at this time I thought I knew something about wine. This is about three years ago. And we got to this fancy restaurant, uh, unusual. We had kids and, and got to go away for the night. It was a big deal. And the waiter hands me this wine list that is like a novel, right? This thing is just pages of wine. And I'm flipping through it, realizing I don't recognize like 70 or 80% of the names that are on this list. You remember, I, you know, I have an ego at the time, so I really, <laughs> I really think I know what I'm talking about. I've since realized I know very little about wine, right? The more you get into something, the more you realize, uh, you, you know, you're just a beginner. Um, so at the time, I'm, I'm now I'm in panic mode because I want this evening to go perfect. And how do I figure out which one is going to fit for us? And luckily, my wife um, excuses herself. Uh, and I, I sneak out my iPhone at the table. I know you're not supposed to do that, but I sneak it out and I text two friends of mine. And these two friends happen to be world-class sommeliers at the finest restaurant in the United States. Uh, and they answer uh, and they give me a couple of recommendations. Uh, and they've known me for a while as well. So they, 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 they knew me and they knew my taste and then they give me some recommendations. And so the wine, I order it. My wife comes back, the wine comes to the table. And as you know, wives sometimes do, they, they, they go, wait a minute. You don't order this. I know what you order. I know what brands you like. I know what things. You, this isn't that. Where, where, where did this come from? And I lamented. I kind of you know, sheepishly said, oh, well, I kind of texted Oscar and I texted Eric. And uh, this is what they recommended. And she makes this quip and says, oh, must be nice that you can just text the sommelier at the French Laundry when you have a wine question. You know, busting my chops. And uh, I laughed. And it actually stuck with me for a really long time. It, it was, well, yeah, it is nice. Why, why does wine have to be so unnecessarily complicated? Why is there just slew of jargon, terroir and vintage and varietal and house and blend and all these things? It's confusing. And, and I like wine. I can't imagine for people who are you know, just getting into wine, how overwhelming that all is. And, and that's really the impetus of where it came from. And asking that question opened a whole doorway of other questions that we got into. Um, but long story short, that's where it started. Yeah, I think that that's great when you you really experienced the problem yourself. And, and luckily, you had the resources to be able to, you know, message a friend and, but you know, everyone doesn't have that, as, as you mentioned. So um, I think, you know, Yayan really uh, helps solve that problem. Let's talk about the business model. And do you actually supply or source wine and private label it or white label it, um, as we call in the software industry, or, or is it something that 
you, you just recommend other brands and um, do you take part in any of the retail? Uh, tell us a little bit how that works. Certainly. Uh, great question. So we don't believe in white labeling wine. Um, we are a vineyard first company and we want to help the men and women, the craftspeople, that the farmers, frankly, that make this amazing product. And so we don't carry in any inventory. We are a B2C marketplace, which is really unique in the wine space. So that what that means is vineyards integrate their inventory digitally onto our platform, similar to, to the way Airbnb or Uber or Lyft might work. And then you, the customer, when you're looking for a bottle of wine, there's a couple ways that you can find wine on our site. When you go to find that wine and you click purchase, it's actually being pull pack and shipped directly from the vineyard to you. And this has a couple of really big advantages. Number one, from the vineyard side, they can sell now digitally direct to consumer. So they have a higher margin to a broader audience. All the compliance and regulatory stuff is built into the platform. You as the customer, well, now you have this mega inventory. You're purchasing wine at somewhere between 5 and 30% cheaper because there's, there's no middleman. Uh, you're going right to the source. With an ancillary benefit of the carbon footprint per bottle is much lower because it's going directly from where it is created, produced, directly to where it is consumed with no stops along the way. So it's actually a more efficient supply chain as well. So the combination of those things, you have bigger inventory, you save more money, and you hurt the environment a whole heck of a lot less. Those are three big wins, but super unique in that we want to have you have as close to that vineyard experience. And so we put these great, amazing vineyards, some quite, quite large, some really, really small uh, boutique providers and everyone in, in between. But that's where we source our wine. And that's a big change in the industry. No one else is doing that. Yeah, I think that's great being able to support, you know, directly the, the vineyards themselves and the, the people who are creating the wine. Do you see that as a competitive advantage um, as we get into the, the last segment here of how you compete with the incumbents? Uh, because, you know, even though you're doing something very different here in, in providing this taste profile, how do you see them, you know, uh, reacting to your encroachment on what, what they might consider their territory? <laughs> so good question. I can't say who yet, um, but we are, we were, we have been approached by some plural of the largest distributors that are in the United States to actually partner with us and, and make an investment into the company. Um, and I find that just fascinating because for lack of a better term, to put this sort of bluntly, Yayan set out to pick a fight with those guys. Right, we what's called the three-tier system in the United States is something that probably most of your listeners aren't aware of. But uh, very quickly, there are four large incumbents that are the that control nearly ninety percent of the wine on the shelves. So that's why if you go to uh, any brick-and-mortar retail store in Portland, Maine, to Los Angeles, and anywhere in between, the overlap of inventory, what you see on the shelf, is basically one for one. It all looks the same. You've probably noticed that yourself. And the reason for that is because of this three-tier system, which is where a producer, a winemaker, sells to a wholesaler. That wholesaler moves it on to a distributor. The distributor moves it to a retailer. Now, why would we do that? Well, we do that because we have uh, 50 states 
that have 50 different laws and permits that are needed in order to sell wine um, and alcohol. And so these bigger distribution companies can afford to hold all the permits where a smaller vineyard, frankly, can't afford to do that. And all the shipping and compliance and all that stuff that goes with it, um, the distributor can afford to do that. But the problem is, is that most vineyards can't even get a distributor to pick up their product. Number one, they can't afford the margin, meaning it's incredibly uh, thin margins to sell to a Costco or to a Whole Foods or a Bethmo or one of those. And they buy their wine through distributors. And not only that, but the volume requirements, the sheer amount of wine that you have to produce just to qualify with these folks means it precludes most of the wine produced in your own country. We haven't even talked about foreign wine. We're just talking about U.S. produced wine. So because of that, Yayin quite literally circumvents that, similar to the way that Uber told taxi companies with cab medallions uh, that, that we weren't necessary anymore. They were sort of antiquated. We've actually done that same thing. And the, the funny part about that is those same people see where the direct-to-consumer value digitally is and uh, have moved closer to, towards us. So that, that's really, really fascinating that that has happened in, in the last couple of months. Yeah, well, congratulations on on being approached by one of those ma major distributors. I, I know one of the four that that is a major one you're talking about. And I think, um, you know, having that kind of oligopoly is, is not necessarily good for the the marketplace or the consumer. And, and I think, or, or the vineyards even sometimes because of um, their, their bargaining power. So I think, um, as you mentioned, you, you sort of did go head to head with them and uh, they're, they're realizing that and they might help fund you, uh, but it'll still help provide more optionality across the marketplace. So I uh, really appreciate what you're doing and I think is definitely something I would check out myself. Um, how are you, how are other listeners gonna find you and um, how are just someone who's even not a listener, how do they find out about Yayan? Certainly. Um, th that would probably happen through a variety of different ways. So we have been written about, as you might imagine, in some pretty large publica publications from Forbes. Forbes did an amazing article on us. Uh, and, and it was more about what the power of our consumers, your listeners, are able to do in that you know, COVID, when the COVID lockdown happened, everybody saw that wine sales went up. It was kind of a big story, like, oh, we're, we're drinking more alcohol, everyone's at home, et cetera. But what they didn't really point out is that that only helped for the folks that are in the three-tier system. That's it. If you, if you were a wine producer and you weren't in the three-tier system, well, now people can't come to your vineyard and buy your wine. Now people can't go to restaurants that would carry a wine menu and buy your wine, which is really the only two avenues that you had. So while COVID did great for the big name brands that are out there, for the smaller guys, the boutique guys and gals, you know, they nearly went out of business. Um, and and Yayan had, we, were, we happened to be standing in the right place at the right time, frankly. And we were able to help some of these small to mid-sized vineyards uh, sell and keep the lights on, frankly during COVID. And so Forbes wrote this really warm article about us and that, and that, that uh, made a lot of waves. Um, and we've been featured in a variety of other magazines uh, from wine publications to even financial publications and startup publications. So that's number one way people find out about us. Obviously digital as well. Um, we have a robust digital ad platform um, that we've driven a lot of views through. And then a lot more organic stuff. Um, you know, the value that we provide where we actually care 
that you choose the right bottle of wine for you, that that's, that's actually our mission. That's what we want to do. And by the way, if we do that, we hope that you'll buy wine from us. As a matter of fact, we're pretty sure that you will. But that's really different, right, than everybody else. Everybody else is trying to sell you wine. Whether, whether it's an online or a brick-and-mortar retailer, doesn't really matter. Their job is to sell you the product. That's not our job. Our job is to help you find what's best for you and what you need the wine for. Is it a long day of work? Or is it a celebration? Or is it a romantic evening? Right? The wine has a lot of different facets. And so we put that first. And then if we do that well, we know that you'll buy wine from us. And so that's why we think we don't really have competitors in that sort of traditional way that you might, might think of competitors. And because we add so much value there, people come back and buy from us and they share us and they talk about us. And that's really where most people find us is, is, is through that or old school organic actually you know, produce a good service and people will like you and share it. Yes, well, your your customer focus is definitely evident. Um, you know, I can tell you have a conviction in your startup and the niche that you've carved for yourself. So, uh, w- wishing you the best of luck with the IN. I, I really appreciate the conversation and thank you so much for coming on, Pierre. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate the time. So, thank you so much.